0: Hello everyone and welcome to the newest episode of Riding in Cars with Cats. I'm your host Mike Tanner and today things are going to be a little bit different and they're likely going to sound a little bit different because today my topic of conversation is work-life balance and this is a term that's been really thrown about for the last uh, probably five years in some significant circles but it's a, it's something that people have struggled with forever. You know, it, it's why people choose to, um, you know, to maybe stay at home versus go and, and work. It's, it's why we make a lot of decisions. But the real kicker is, is that it, it really does impact everyone. And it might not impact everyone to the same degree, but it impacts everyone. Here's how it impacts me in particular. Uh, in addition to running One Red Cat, I'm also a full-time stay-at-home father. But that's changed the last little while. My uh, son is now in grade one. My daughter has a couple mornings a week of preschool. But most days, um, I'm on daddy duty, as I've referred to it. And for a long time, that meant all my work was done in the evening, sort of after 8 p.m., once the kids were in bed. And now, this actually allows me to do a little bit more during the day. So whether it's meeting with clients, whether it's doing work, Freeze up a little bit of my evening times to spend with my wife or on my own, which is not the worst thing in the world sometimes. But today, what you might hear is the tiny imperceptible voice of a toddler. It likely, if you do hear it, won't be imperceptible. She's actually quite loud. Um, <laughs> but the reason I wanted to record this episode this way is because finding a balance between our work and our lives is a challenge for all of us and sometimes I hear a lot of professionals talk about well you just have to do this and you don't have to do that and then you read their bio and you read things like happily unmarried and without children in you know such and such a place or has you know two grown children and you know wife or is married but Um, you know, husband takes care of children, or or whatever the case may be, I find that there is often this piece that's worked into these things that basically said all the rules that would normally apply to someone trying to achieve work-life balance uh, doesn't apply here. And so I wanted to give you a a sort of hands-on concept of how we've been able to do this and the impact that it has on the agency and on what I do. So the first, one of the first things that I try and do is I try and really delegate as much work as is physically possible. And, and sometimes that works really, really well. And sometimes it doesn't work really, really well. And if you're going to delegate work, one of the things that you're going to come up against is the idea that the work that you're going to receive, as in the output that's going to come on the other end, may not be exactly the way that you would do it. And you have to be comfortable coming to terms with the idea that when you give up a certain degree of control, you really do have to give up a certain degree of control. And in a lot of cases with me, that means relying on uh, peers, team members, friends, family, etc., to do things that I would like to do or I should be doing, but I just don't have the, the time to go ahead and do it. As it relates to work-life balance, the real message I have in this is that work-life balance is uh, not really something we should be trying to achieve. It, it just is, and you either respond to that in a positive way or you respond to that in a negative way. You can't really avoid it. The people who say, Oh, I have no problems with work life balance, or, you know, it doesn't impact me, because I've actually had people say that to me, those people just happen to have uh, situations that they have managed in some way. So they might not have a problem with work life balance because their employer has done X for them or hasn't done this, hasn't done Y to them and so when we really dig into work life balance what we find is that it is imperative on us to take some steps but it's also a matter of circumstance it's a matter of what's sort of happening to us not just what we're doing you hear some sizzling in the background it's because it is currently 3:33 in the afternoon i am cooking my early supper before i head off to a meeting after i cook that early supper I will be cooking my kids' supper. My son will come home from my his grandparents. My daughter is currently playing in a cooler. I know that sounds awful at first, but um, she's playing in a large cooler, and I've got my eye on her to make sure she doesn't get stuck in said large cooler. And then I'm off to a meeting while the grandparents take care of the children for a couple of hours. And so one of the things that you have to be willing to do is give some power, give some responsibility, give some authority to others if you're going to delegate work. And this happens across many things. One of the things that we find with clients sometimes on specifically web development projects is that they want to take a more active role in what the project looks like. So, you know, they want to send you some mock ups that they've seen or some website that they really like. And that's fine from a, an overall broad source interest standpoint, but what it tends to lead to is can you make our new site look like this? And the answer typically is, yeah, we could. We're not going to um, because it simply isn't um, what we typically do. And so one of the things that we have to think about when we're talking about work-life balance, and you may hear a small child in a moment here, but one of the things that we talk about when we're, okay, is when we're talking about work-life balance is sacrifice. We talk about giving things up. And as much as possible, we want to avoid sacrifice as it relates to work-life balance. You don't necessarily want to give anything up. You want to try to absorb as much as you can. Sorry, I'm trying to convince my daughter using sign language, whether or not she would like an apple. Would you like me to cut it up? Yes? Whole, okay. Can you go take your shoes off as well? Um, so one of the things that we tend to do is we sort of take control over things that we probably shouldn't take control over. And we insert ourselves into conversations that we probably shouldn't be inserting ourselves into. And this is, a, is such a negative influence, but we're just so unwilling when it comes to work-life balance to, to give up anything. And in order for us to achieve this, you have to actively pursue that balance. But it shouldn't be giving up the things we love. It should be absorbing tasks and working on ways of working that allow us to do the things we love in conjunction with the things we need to do. So a prime example is I have clients who have maintained some aspects of their social media uh, management when we've done some, some social media management for clients because they really like doing that aspect and that's something they really enjoy. So what they've done is they've basically said, okay, well, I'm going to keep this on my plate because I want to do it. And that's what you really want to do in order to achieve this, quote-unquote, work-life balance. Rather than saying, I need to get rid of all these things, what you want to really say is, what do I want to take on? What do I want to do? What are the things that I feel comfortable being responsible for? And if you can really figure out the things that you're comfortable being responsible for, the things that you want to do, then you're in a good place. What tends to happen with a lot of people is we don't do things because we want to do them. We do things because we don't trust other people to do them. And while it's a really great place to be in to just pick the things we want to do, it's a really bad place to be in mentally and physically to be unwilling to let people do things because we don't trust in their work. So there's a couple of things to think about when we're talking about whether or not we trust other people to do their work. Beautiful work. And so one of the first things to think about when we are talking about whether or not we trust other people uh, to do their work is, do we not trust us or do we not trust them? So do you not believe that they're capable of doing the job that's set before them? Well, if that's the case and the job that's set before them is their job, that's a problem. And if you're on the leadership team who are the individuals capable of making decisions as to whether or not that individual should be in the role they're in, that's where you need to really chime in and say, If, you know, Dave from marketing, if we don't trust Dave from marketing to create a marketing campaign, why is Dave from marketing Dave from marketing? Why isn't he Dave who doesn't work here or Dave who works in a different field? Maybe he's supposed to be Dave from accounting, uh, but due to the size of your organization and a lack of resources, you decided that Dave from accounting should be Dave from marketing. So the first sort of aspect to think about is, Do you not trust the people to do the jobs you've hired them to do or the people around you to do jobs that you need them to if you're not hiring them? Maybe it's an outsourcing of of situations. You know, there's all the times where we've seen clients take on super active roles on projects that don't require them to take super active roles. And what that usually boils down to is that they don't have Faith in giving that power up to someone else, and so that's the first aspect of it. Is if you if you aren't willing to give up that power, then there's a good chance you don't necessarily trust those people to do their jobs. Now, if on the other hand you believe that those people are suited, capable, etc. of doing their jobs, and you're still unwilling to actually let them do their job, that's a different problem. And probably a more serious one because the first boils down to likely uh, a resource problem. It boils down to do you have the people to do the job that you need them to do? Um, And that can be a resource problem. That can be that you haven't been able to find the right people or you don't have the resources to pay the right people. And that happens. And maybe over time you get to a point where that is something you're able to do. I'm talking to no one. That's correct, my beautiful daughter. I'm talking, I'm recording something, actually, uh, (laughs) while you eat an apple. So that's the first part is, you know, maybe you don't have the resources and you can grow into the resources, but if you're not doing it because you just, you don't want to give up anything, that part has to change. And that part especially has to change if you're looking at achieving any sort of balance in your life. If you're unwilling or unable to give up certain pieces of your life, certain things, because you're just totally unwilling to do it, not out of their you know, inability to do the job, not out of any questioning of who they are as individuals or what they can do, but out of just a sheer desire to be hands-on on on every single aspect of your life, i got to tell you, things aren't going to go real well. Uh, And they're not going to go real well because no one can do that. No man is an island is the quote that I always like to talk about. And it's easy to say it. It's actually quite difficult to admit it. It's easy to say it when you're talking about someone else. There are things I don't move off my plate that I should 100%. There are things I should allow other other people to do because they are skilled at them, they want to do them, and because I don't want to do them, or I'm not skilled at doing them, that I don't allow them to do. And it's out of my own desire for control. And that desire for control is what we have to beat out of ourselves. It's important to be... Steering, it's important to be driving, but to basically tell everyone else in the car in order to tell everyone else in the car to just sit down and shut up, that's not a good thing to do. Um, When we do that, what we're really saying is, I don't trust anyone. Excuse me. And when we don't trust anyone, when we're unwilling to let anyone help us, there's nothing anyone can do. So I want you to think about that the next time you're uh, both either the client or the, um, or the agency, you know, if you, whether, no matter which side of the table you're on when it comes down to a relationship, I want you to really think next time about whether or not you're willing and able to hand over the reins. You know, will you give out the nuclear codes to whoever it is that you hired to handle the nuclear codes? Um, if the answer is no, you're not willing to do that, then don't hire people to do those things. Um, if you really can't avoid doing things in house, then do them in house, but understand that there is a sacrifice that comes into play when you do that. And that sometimes that is a good decision. Sometimes that's based on your needs, uh, and when that is the case, that's fine. There are people who keep certain aspects of businesses for themselves because they know that they're the right person to do that thing. And that's a totally okay place to be. And if that's the place you're in, not a problem. But if the place you're in is that you are unwilling to let other people help because you just have to. To have that control over everyone, um, that's a bad place to be. And what I would suggest your steps need to be is to evaluate really, really stringently why you're in that place. Um, Because in order to achieve balance, you can't do it alone. And so the trust has to be there between you and others uh, in order for you to actually get this done. If you don't, I can assure you that you will not achieve any sort of balance. You will not be able to live the life you want to live outside of the career you want to build, and I think that it's important to keep track of those things. It's important to keep an eye on how we're feeling about these things, and it's important to be preventative what I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs is, you know, I've got this, I'm fine. Things are fine right now. And I'll, you know, I'll deal with them when they're not be proactive about getting ahead of these things because things are fine until they're not fine. And in a lot of cases, once they're not fine, that's a really hard thing to fix. Um, So rather than trying to fix things that are broken, Try to maintain the things that are whole. And that is everything I have to say about that today when it comes to work-life balance. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you think that I'm full of it, that I have hit the nail on the head, that I couldn't be more wrong, that I couldn't be more right, whatever the case is, I'd really love to hear from you. Uh, I really enjoy the feedback we've gotten about the podcast so far, and I hope it's been helpful for people. And please remember that help requires you to ask or to at the very least accept help and that there is a lot of situations where you could certainly benefit from that process. Again, one red cat media on just about every platform. If you want to reach out to us, it's Mike at oneredcat.com. Um, obviously our info is at oneredcatcom And, uh, as usual, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and taking the time out of your day. Take care.